There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. And welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing the season finale of The Magicians. Oh my gosh. So, I did not get to watch this one live. I had to watch it after, because of my work schedule. And apparently, <laughs> apparently there was not enough tears in my life. No. Because I happened to watch this after seeing Avengers. So, and then right before Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, no. I was just a glutton for punishment that weekend. Yeah. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the ratings. All right. Episode 13 brought in a 0.22 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.501 million viewers, making it the 27th overall cable show for the day. Nice. Shock, shock. We got Live Plus 7 <laughs> for episode 11. It tied for 12th in adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from a 0.2 to a 0.5 for an increase of 0.3, which tied it for 7th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, increasing by 150%. Yowza. It was 15th in viewers total gained, going from 0.563 to 1.285, for an increase of 7.22 million viewers. I'm running out of sound effects. Yeah. Which, <laughs> it's just, wow. Yeah, that one is, yeah, you're talking almost three quarters of a million viewers added That's in seven crazy. days. Yes. Which made it seventh in viewers percentage gain with an increase of 128%. That's crazy, but a lot of things go on and people can't always watch it. Like we said before, we're kind of a 24-7 society. Nobody necessarily has normal hours on jobs. And so people are watching it when they can. Yep. So it's so good. This was a good one. Oh, yeah. And horrible, which I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yes. All right. Let's jump into episode 13, which is also a really good drink by Bee Nectar, if you can get it. But anyway, episode 13, no better... To be safe than sorry. Quentin and Josh get cake. Quentin reflects on his actions. What the hell? Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember cake. It'll come to me, I'm sure. Yeah, like, that's when they paid an unexpected visit to uh, all right. the older god. Took a minute. Okay. Durr. All right. <laughs> Let's start with Team Monster. So we have Monster Julia and Dean Fogg face-to-face. Which, that's pretty much where we left last episode. Right. And it seems like she's about to snap her fingers. Oh my gosh, so very Thanos of her. And yeah. and kill him. But Quentin and Alice, uh, hey, they have the axes, the enchanted jars, and they're like, hey, look at us. So Alice ends up casting and throws Monster Julia across the room. 
and it just kind of ticks her off. Just a she's bit. She's like, I was going to keep you as pets, but now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, not oh. So oh. No, not so much now. Row. And as she stalks toward them, Penny appears behind her and hits her in the back with one of the axes. Not expecting that. No, but what a sweet move. That was good because, of course, Monster Julia screams and drops to the ground. And as the monster leaves Julia's body, Penny removes the axe and it goes into the jar that Alice is holding. And they quickly cast the bond to keep it trapped. And Fog is like, yeah, you need to return to break bills because there's no telling how long this is going to last. Because there's a place in his office where they can keep it temporarily. And I'm like, what? What the heck? You're- what kind of weird shit do you have in your office? Yes. <laughs> but I feel like he's like, I don't even know how long that's going to last. But, you know, it's something. So, of course, Alice doesn't want to leave without trapping Monster Elliot. But Q's like, well, we need to juice up more because we didn't bring anything with us. Right. Yeah, that was a brilliant idea. And Penny's worried about the axe that he just got Julia with. Because she has this gaping wound in her back. Well, let's see. Yeah, everything's a problem right now. But Julia's urging Penny to, like, do something. So Penny travels the group to the reservoir. And guess what? It's not there. Yeah. Drained. And this goes, oh, no, this can't be happening to us. Right. Not now. Because we get a shot that apparently... We have Team God Wannabe, Everett, slowly walking out onto the beach with all the hidden magical waters and checking it out. It's like, great. So he managed to not be infected. (laughs) I don't get it. Like, he had to know about the plant, right? And he, like, kind of swooped in and got something, one of the leaves. absolutely. (sighs) Yeah, he was just laying in wait, I'm sure. Waiting for Quentin to get there and open it up and... He basically sucked it all down. Unreal. So I wonder if he did the spell like Fog did, so that he was, you know, hidden, so he can grab one of the leaves before they started to wither up again. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Well, we head back towards Breakbills, to the Breakbills Hospital, and Fog instructs Quentin and Alice to go to his office, like I said, lock the jar up in a trap door where the temperature is absolute zero. So don't stick your hand in there. No. So it at least will slow down the monster's escape. And off they go. And that just leaves Penny and Fog at Julia's bedside while she's gasping in severe pain. And Professor Lipson's like, I am doing everything I can. The pain meds are having no effect on her because this wound is something totally weird. Yeah. So... Great. What's going to happen? Well, Fog gives Lipson, was it the last, was it a a black coin? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember what they were now, but he's like, use it. And I was really surprised that he did that. But with what we've seen him starting to say in the cell, I'm not exactly surprised. Right. Because I'm guessing, you know, he's feeling bad. For everything he's put poor Julia through? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, Penny, of course, is desperate, and he goes and grabs the binder, who says he can save her life, but she has to choose between mortality and being a goddess. Well, where did we just hear this from? Exactly. Great. 
But Julia is in a magically induced coma and isn't exactly in a talking mood, as the binder wants to put it. <laughs> I thought Penny was going to punch him. Yeah. Especially when he's like, and the binder thinks you're her owner. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Penny's about to lay this man out. <laughs> like, listen, Leaky, don't start. So when all of this is happening, we have Katie meeting with Pete, who has Reed's mark on his wrist. So he didn't die. I was actually kind of worried, even though they did that to him. I thought that maybe he could have died. Yeah. So thankfully he's alive. But he also informs her that six hedges in the last 48 hours have been branded with the mark. And they weren't doing it on their own. Yeah. Great. So Katie's like, well, we have to make a decision because we're about to face a whole lot of crap. Yeah. What's going to happen? That wasn't exactly resolved this episode no so a decision was made for julia and of course things kind of don't go the way we want them to or she wants them to right because q brings julia some tea and you know she's like sitting there looking all sullen and lipson's like oh man i'm good i'm like oh <laughs> really now's or not the time you Right, because she's trying to light a candle magically. Nope, not happening. And so then she decides to turn her attention to the monster. After, of course, being a little pissed off at Penny, I was not happy with that scene personally. No. But what are you going to do at this point? Right. And it's hard to blame Penny for making the decision that he made, but still, that's pretty tough. Right. But... At the same time, she's like, don't leave. Just let me be mad at you for a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay, so I'm thinking, all right, she's not hating him. Right. It's just that she needs to be pissed off right now. Yeah. So anyway, we find out that the monsters were hunting the old gods, a.k.a. their parents. And the scroll was left behind in Julia's pocket. Oh, isn't that lucky? Yes, convenient. Right. Is that going to pay off for us? Probably not. <laughs> but supposedly this is going to unlock the door to the plane where the old gods are. And it's like, great. Okay. Let's see if that's going to pay off. Like we both just said, probably not. Not yeah. the way we want it to anyway. Exactly. Margot welcomes a very wet and very naked, freshly humanized Josh. He's back on two legs and she gives him a towel. Nice yeah. of her to do that. Yeah, at least she had one ready. I'm like, did he just turn into a person all at once or climb out kind of like the binder? That's what I was right, wondering. Right, exactly. Out of his <laughs> fish Out of the little fish bowl. Oh, that'd be awkward. She pops her fairy eye back in her head, too, and it was weird. I'm sorry, that was so weird again. Yes. And Josh is like, yeah, you know, being a fish felt oddly natural. It's like, dude, okay. You and all these animal forms, I don't know. Right. You're going to turn into some weird magician that turns into animals. Is that what's next? <laughs> Merlin used to do that all the time. It's true. Let me see. So Margot does happen to say that she'll do anything for someone she loves. And Josh is like, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? I and you weren't going there. Right. Apparently, it's like, hurry up and catch up, dude. Apparently, he couldn't understand what they were saying when he no. was in fish form. No. But he caught up pretty quick because, you know, they're kissing and the towel starts to come off. And then here comes Penny. It's like, whoa. 
That was funny as hell. That's a lot of naked Josh for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Josh is like, yeah, I feel like fish sticks. Eh, that's weird, but I'm going to go with it. Yeah. So he goes to make fish sticks. Why Penny and Margot are talking about Elliot. And he's like, we got Julia. Elliot wasn't there. We're working on the next step of the plan. But of course, she's super pissed about it. Right. It's like, oh, of course something went wrong. And you chose to save her because, you know, why not? The bitch with the bulletproof body. But at the same time, if she was the one who was more dangerous. Right. I feel like they had to. Yeah. They got the right one. I'm sorry. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. They had to go after Julia's monster first because if they had saved Elliot, there probably would have been no saving Julia. Right. Yeah. Well, they're kind of bickering, and Josh is, like, trying to magically cook his fish sticks, and uh, he kind of burns them to a crisp. Just a tad. Oh, I have special fish magics. No, no, I think you were just in that reservoir for a while, and I'm wondering where that water was that Fen, you know, had you in anyway. Right. As long as she didn't touch it, she was fine. So maybe you were soaking up all that magic the whole time. Ah. <sighs> And then we have a very pissed off Katie. Yeah. Who plops down. And this is only because after she found out about the other hedges, she was basically told by everybody, you can't give up. We need you right now. Right. Plops down next to Zelda for treatment for the poison room and accuses Zelda of plotting the entire thing. And she's like, you had access to all the books. You knew everything. And of course, Zelda's like, no, no, I believe in Everett's goodness. I thought he was being for real with me, but I am no longer a little good obedient servant. And this is when Katie asks for proof. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) How is this going to play out? Yeah. What else can she do? Yeah. Oh, man. So... Again, you know, we were talking already about Penny and Julia back and forth. And and really, I don't know. I, I feel like Lipson could have almost made the decision for her, too. Right. And Penny could have just been like, yeah, it was me. I don't know. Oh, man. Anyway, so we're not only hunting Monster Elliot now. We're now hunting Super Juiced Up Everett. Right. What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Who do we take care of first? And what the heck do we do with the monster that we're ripping out of these people's bodies? What's going to happen? Nothing good, I'm sure. Yeah. Because Margo and Q, of course, are like, ending Elliot's life is off limit. Well, okay, but do you have another plan? Right. No. Right. (laughs) And that's when Elliot pops up. He's like, where's my sister? And where's the scroll? And right then, Josh grabs it to try to hide it. And unrolls it, and oh, a door opens. So Q and Josh jump through when Monster Elliot just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, <laughs> that was something he wasn't expecting to have happen. No. They were able to disappear without traveling. And Fog enters, and I love that because Monster Elliot's like, do I like you? <laughs> hmm. oh, I don't know, but you probably will like me a lot less now. Right. And sends him... To the forest, I'm assuming it was Fillory, but I don't know. I think so. And gives him a confusion spell. Great. How long will that last? Hopefully long enough. Yeah, and we had 
what Q and Josh kind of do like a sliders thing. Right. Yeah. And that was awesome. <laughs> they, they're suddenly in an office and a congratulations banner falls down and the man congratulates them on completing task 764. Say what? Yeah. Huh? What are you talking about? Right. Because he tells them some joke about like a binary number. And I love it. They're like, ha, 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 ha. It's like, oh, yeah, that that was totally believable, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy looks at him and like, wait a second. You guys didn't complete the tasks? And he's like, oh, we kind of took a back road in. We're on an accidental quest because of the scroll. And this guy did not look too happy. And no. But he didn't look concerned either when they told him their monsters are after their the old gods. Right. Not our problem. Uh, Don't deal yeah. with it. He's coming here for you guys. We can just let him come. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, can we talk to them? Maybe they might understand. It's like, oh, they won't care. Right. So can you help us out a little? Give us direction? Oh, well, just drop them in the seam. Okay, this is very much like find the binder. Can right. you elaborate, right. please? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you go, huh, are we talking Doctor Who? Right. Cracking the wall? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's all connected? Yeah. I love it. The guy's like, I'm late for my tea time. Fine. <laughs> the seam is a place between the universe and the, was it the ununiverse or something? Yeah. But it's not closed and it's a weird pocket world. And Quentin's like, you mean the mirror world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay. This Here's is going swimmingly. On your way. Hey. <laughs> okay. Although, yeah, when he gets the cake, that was funny because oh, now that Josh clicks. just absolutely orgasmed over it. Right? <laughs> this is, I could never have regular cake again. It's like, no. was it really that good? I want some cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they head back to tell the gang what's what. And Alice is like, oh, you know, guys, I think I know where it is. There was a door in the mirror world I found as a Niffin, but it just didn't feel like right, so I stayed away. Okay, that's great. If Niffin Alice didn't want anything to do with it, and she seemed to be super crazy. Yeah. That's probably really bad. But all I keep thinking is the weird Harriets that were in there. Right. Like, are they still there? Oh, absolutely. Like, monsters guarding everything? Ugh. Well, we have a whole little gang up on Monster Elliot. Because, of course, Q's like, well, if he's still under the confusion spell, this is the best time. So, great. We're going to gang up and get him. But what are we going to do? We still don't have the juice. Katie to the rescue. As always. Because Katie's like, uh, use the hedges. They are, use cooperative magic. They're used to not having a whole lot. Right. And they're like, okay, that's great. Cooperative magic will give it a boost. Yada, yada, blah, blah. How do we get them all to do it? Right. It's like you got to get them all over the place, all over the world. And I love it. Everyone's looking at her like, and how are you going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> and they actually don't explain. No, they don't. They because, just leave it up to Katie. Say, okay, yeah. well, we'll let you know when we're ready. And wow, awesome job, Katie. Right. It's like, uh, you do know you have out. to continuously cast this, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's like, all right, guys. Somebody needs to tell me how they're going to do this. Yeah. This just seems crazy. They must have a uh, hedge witch messenger system. Right. Broadcast <laughs> all. Facebook <laughs> messenger kind of thing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So while they're figuring out the last few moments of this plan, Alice and Q actually express concern for each other's safety. And what did we say last episode? Yep. It's like, oh, no, this is really going to be bad. Yes. That's all I kept thinking. No, 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 no. Yes. (laughs) Please, no. Quit quit being so cozy. No. (sighs) So let's be the best team we can and work together going forward. Great. Great. Because Q's like, Forward's not going to be very far. Right. I like the sound of that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is not going to be good. My poor little heart. And of course, Margo walks by. She's like, all right, if you've got to touch butts, go do it because we got to get going. <laughs> and with her axes on the shoulder, she's like, do, do, do. All right. I guess Margo this. I wanted to be in the action so bad. Right. <laughs> she hated it so much when she didn't get to the first time. That was pretty funny, though. Yes, it was. And, you know, Julia, of course, desperately wants to help. And Penny's like, you know, there's worse things than growing old and dying. You know, you don't beat yourself up for not being in this fight because you've helped us a lot up to here. And we had Q and Alice kiss. And then you had Julia say goodbye to everybody. And I'm like, again, what's happening? These are not good things. Everybody seems to be in a good place. Yeah. I don't believe it's going to last. Nope. Monster Elliot sitting alone, talking to his sister, even though she's not there. Right. And then we see Margot throw her fairy eye so she can you yeah. know, watch. Like, what? Hope somebody doesn't step on it. Right. Or a bird decides it's food and tries, swoops down and grabs it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Penny and Q coming in on one side and shouting for the attention of Darth Elliot. And as he charges them, Penny zaps them somewhere else near Margot with, you know, a wonderful turn Look of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets him in the stomach with the axe. Like, ooh, that was a full-on swing. Yeah. He goes to the ground, bleeding. Penny traps the monster in the jar and sends a text. So, hey, you know, very practical. To Katie and apparently to everyone else. I don't know. To start casting. And then you see them all around the world casting the same spell. And you also see the librarians doing it. Right, which was pretty awesome. Right. They're like, okay, so they know what's what. Right. And this is when you have Margot freaking the hell out, trying to keep, you know, Elliot conscious. And I loved it because she's like, if there's a light at the end of the tunnel and your grandmother's there, you tell her to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, well, since you said it so nicely, Bambi. I'm like, oh, I was getting teary-eyed because I was nervous. Right. And you had seen in the shot when they're showing all the magicians like doing this this, um, this casting, you see Professor Lipson doing it. Right. But then when we're at the hospital, Elliot's being rushed into surgery with Lipson. She's like, all the ambient magic is being used to keep the monsters in those jars. I have to do this the old-fashioned way. I was a trauma surgeon before I became a magician. I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Blue, you got so many things up your sleeves. Right? And so everybody's casting, and you have Penny, Alice, and Q enter the mirror world, and Alice is like, we can't travel or use magic because everything's unstable here. 
and it could bounce back, be explosive. Now, what I want to know is Penny put the symbols on the mirror. Right. Like you have to. Right. But then he left with them away from the mirror, where when we've seen this previously, the travelers stayed there. Right. So why was it different? That's a really good question. Not sure Penny's blood lasts that long. Or did the other ones just not want to be involved and lose, right. like, the mirror they were at or something? It could be. That that very well could be, because they probably knew a little bit more about the mirror world than most magicians, and, and I don't want to have to deal with this. And, of course, when Zelda went in and that guy kept it open, he made several comments about, I'll just stay here. So you right. you knew he knew something more than he was letting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have the door that Alice was talking about, and she hesitates. And Penny's like, you know what? Trust your gut another time. We don't have time for this. Yep. So they charge in through the door. In the mirror world, it seems to be a lab. And they uncover another mirror inside, and then you see the seam. And so Q tosses the first one in. It's like, great, hurry up. Why wouldn't you just toss them both in? Exactly. None of this hesitation crap. Yeah. Because then I don't know about you, but I'm all like tensed up and on the edge of my seat going, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Yep. And sure enough, it does. Everett appears demanding the second jar from Quentin so he can become a god. Yeah. Of course, you know, they both hold up their hands to cast. And Alice is like, no! Yeah, don't do that! It's like, oh, yeah. So Q's about to throw the jar, which took long enough. He should have just tossed it anyway. Yeah. And Everett breaks the mirror, but I didn't catch it. What did he throw at it to break it? Because they couldn't do any magic. Yeah, it it was magic that he used to break it. And why it didn't bounce back and knock him on his butt, I don't know. Hmm. Or at least I thought. I don't remember seeing him throw it. Yeah, I thought it was magic too, but I'm like, no, because it would have had to have been an object, right? Right. But I don't know. Yeah. And Everett, of course, is demanding the jar again and tells Q, listen, I won't be a bad god. Okay, this is going great. (laughs) I studied them. I'll be better. Sure you will. And... I'm just thinking, oh, God, this isn't going to be very good. No, this is not going to end well. Because Q has his hands behind his back, and he looks at Penny and says, take her and go. And right when he says that, and you see his hands, like, doing his little mending. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And all I kept thinking, and then at the end of it, it's like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Because couple episodes back, several, when you had Penny talking to Penny, and he says, when he asks you, say yes. Yeah. It's like, that wasn't exactly a question, but Penny knew what was what. Yeah. Because he grabs Alice and running for the door, as she's, of course, reaching out and screaming, and then you hear the song start. Yeah. Why? Why (laughs) do you guys do this to us? I know. That was just, oh, Stick a knife in our heart, why don't you? Right? Add salt on top. Yeah. Cruel World by Active Child, as everything is in slow-mo. The mirror repairs itself. Quentin turns and throws the jar as Everett is, like, kind of flying towards him to jump get the jar. The seam reappears just as the jar hits the mirror. 
And he kind of runs away, but you knew the way that table was right in the middle of the room that things weren't going to work out. Right. And of course, because he did cast his mending spell, it causes everything to explode outward. Instead of in. Great. And it ricochets and you see like these fireworks happening. Oh my gosh. And this is where I was like, wait a second. Is this happening? Right. Like, I didn't know how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> no. This was like, okay, they could kill two birds with one stone, but they might also kill three. Right. Because you see Everett be consumed, so you're assuming he's dead. Yep. And again, you have Alice screaming and fighting as Penny's just pulling her. And then it goes to the, the hedge witches and the magicians everywhere casting, and they feel a change when the bottles are gone and you know, they're celebrating and hugging and it, and then it goes back to Penny just dragging Alice and the look of anguish on her face. Yes. And I was like, Oh God, no. (laughs) Because then Quentin is like in the air blown by the force of the spell and then presumably gone. Right. Disappears. Disintegrates. (laughs) Right. Because Penny gets Alice through the mirror And they both, you know, kind of fall to the ground and he's trying to comfort her, which that's not working out very well. No. And we get the scene that we saw, what, midway through the season where Penny Forty greets somebody in the elevator. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time. Oh, my God. And then instantly it's like, (gasps) no. (laughs) Yeah. And I think most of the fandom was quentin when he utters oh shit yeah (laughs) and i was just like wait he's there there's no way out oh my god right what are we gonna do but there still is a way there's always a way yeah especially even though jason ralph posted on instagram afterwards that thanking the fans and everybody and basically saying he'll be watching season five with all of us i'm not counting (laughs) <laughs> Quentin Coldwater out so fast. I that's why I, I'm so surprised because right. he was the ma- major character that we started with. Yes, not that they haven't done this on other shows. It just seems really odd with this one, right? But yeah, who knows? But we have Penny bringing him to the secrets taken to the grave room. I love that he gives him hot chocolate. He's like, "What is this hot chocolate?" It's <laughs> like, "Wait, I'm dead and I get hot chocolate." He's like, "Yeah, so we can talk." Yeah. What? He's like, oh, is this when I just admit everything and tell you everything? You only tell me anything if it reveals something to you. And this is what broke me. Now, one of our friends does not like Quentin at all. Hated the whole thing. And I'm like, this is what broke me down. This and then what we're going to get to. Yeah. And it's because he's reflecting on his life before Breakfield. In and out of hospitals. Thoughts of suicide, possible attempted suicides, medications. And when he asked, this is basically my deepest fear. Did I do something brave and save everybody? Or did I just finally find a way to kill myself? Yeah, that was, oh, that hurt so much. That's the super salt on that wound. Yes. And Penny's like, okay, I see we're going to need the deluxe package. (laughs) And we're, you know, suddenly at a campfire outside the cottage and we see, you know, people are gathered there. And he goes to 
to go forward. And Penny's like, no, you, you just watch this. Yeah. This is what you need. And this is where I started to ugly cry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because around the fire are Alice, Katie, Julia, Penny, and Dean Fogg. Kind of surprising. Yeah. And we get to see everybody put something in the fire that was something that reminded them most about Quentin. Right. When... Alice, you know, is holding the the mug that he had repaired at Breakville South. She's like, I don't think I know what to say. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, she throws that cup in the fire and Katie's like, there are no words. But she does her little casting and everyone starts singing a really slow version of AHA's Take on Me. Yeah. And it's like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have Alice with the mug, Katie, which I don't really blame her for this, holding the signed copy that Plover gave Quentin, which, you know, like nobody really wanted that. Right. (laughs) As she's singing. And then Penny holding the egg. And you get that flashback to when, you know, they had the whole dragon egg issue. Right. (laughs) And they were like cuddling their eggs, which I thought were kind of funny. egg hangover. (laughs) Right. And it has a little face on it. Yeah. And he adds that and I'm like, here comes the song. And I was like, I can't do this. No. Because <laughs> then Elliot and Margot are coming to the fire and Elliot is on a cane. And it's like, oh, my God, you guys are trying to kill me. You really are. Because Quentin is like, Elliot survived. Oh, God. He's, so he's tearing up. It's like, so he's joining the rest of the fandom at this point. Right. And. When you see what everybody's throwing in, it's like, oh, hey, it's what I guess was the most symbolic of cute to all of these people. Right. Absolutely. Because when Margo has his Valorian crown, it's like, oh, God. Okay. All right. I can do this. I can get through this episode. (laughs) And Fogg all of a sudden has the admission letter that he signed. And you get these little flashes from what was happening. It's like, Oh, stop. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like rolling on the floor crying at this point. And we have Penny Forty is like to appreciate the sincere grief. I mean, you get to see this because when I died, you laughed. (laughs) And then they laughed and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Sorry about that, man. Hey, it's you. Right. And of course, you know, he asked, are they going to be okay? And Penny's like, oh, the story is just starting for them. Which I thought the flashes that we got then were getting going to be weird because I didn't quite understand. Right. It won't be the same story because of you. You didn't just save their lives. You changed their lives and you put them on a different path. You didn't want to leave all that, did you? <laughs> like, oh, stop. Yeah. And I don't know what was worse because the singing as this is all happening really softly. Yes. And then Elliot taking out a peach and adding it to the fire. That, I know that one, like, really got Jess. Because oh, yeah. she's she's been like, no, they need to be together because peaches and plums. And, yeah, she was not too happy with that. Yep. And I was pretty impressed, though, with Fog singing, by the way. Oh, yeah. I thought everyone did an amazing job with this song. And the only person we didn't see throw anything was Julia. Which that comes in in a minute, but right. 
they finish singing and Q's like, all right, I think I'm ready to move on. And I'm just thinking, well, I'm glad one of us is. Yeah, because I'm not. Right? <laughs> like tears. And I was like, great. They're going to deliver my package. And I'm just in tears here. Right. <laughs> Delivery guy is going to be like, are you okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, this, this show. Yeah, I thankfully it didn't get here till after. But <laughs> so we do see a few spoilers. And like I said, we see Lipson teaching a new class of first years, surprisingly. Yes. And telling them magic is kept stable with the ring finger. As her spell goes very awry and she looks very confused. <laughs> Dean Fogg looks at the magicians on the globe and it is lit the hell up. Yes, it is. Okay. And Zelda talking to some librarians who are still cleaning up the blood and such. Yeah, that she's will take like, a while. Yeah, I love it because she's like, no, this is not my job as head librarian anymore. The top spot. Somebody needs to go find Alice. And I was kind of surprised because I wasn't expecting that. No, I kind of figured she'd have say, said, get Katie, not Alice. Right. So that should be interesting. And uh -huh. then Elliot and Margo returned to Fillory because it's like, all right, I'm sure I'm not banned anymore. Let's see what's what. And apparently they are 300 years in the future. And Ben and Josh were overthrown. Because the castle looks totally different. Yeah. And when they <laughs> ask some passersby, they're like, the Dark King now reigns. It's like, what? Yeah. What the hell is happening? We're getting our season five storyline. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do all of this. Right. Where the hell's the Watcher Woman? She needs to rewind some stuff. Yeah. And finally, Quentin asks about Julia. And Penny reminds him, magic comes from pain. And as she's sitting there all alone by the fire, we get her little moment because she goes to throw the deck of playing cards that Q has always had. And she says goodbye and they freeze in the air, much like episode Q. one. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's like, I'm doing this. And suddenly they're all back in her hand. And when we had Penny 23 walk up, she's like, you, you've seen that, right? Yeah. yeah. Seen I what just happened? Imagine that. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All of that craziness. And I'm like, okay, just breathe. I can get through this. Right. And then still no, because no. Penny 40 takes Q to an empty room. And he's like, here, you are finally just you. And hands him the Metro card. Yep. And he's like, all right, you, you get your pass. They hug one final time. And I love it because Q's like, you're different. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I chilled out a little. Just a bunch. And he's like, all you got to do is go forward. It's like, okay, you see this structure looks like a doorway. Right. And really cool camera th angle because he walks through and then disappears from our point of view. Right. But what does this mean? It's just the empty door frame. Then does he actually move on? What the hell? I mean, like you said, everything from Jason Ralph to like, random interviews has said that he is not coming back right but what the hell yeah <laughs> how can you do this to us <laughs> right i mean i understand killing off main characters but he was like the character yes 
But of course, there's a lot of debate about his storyline kind of sucking this season. And, you know, Josh had a better storyline than him. And granted, I am not that far in the books. I only read the first one. So I don't know where they go. Right. And I really want somebody who's read them all to tell me if this is along the, you know, what happens in the book. Right. Like, just write us at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. Because I don't know if I can wait till this comes back. Yeah. <laughs> to know what, where this is headed. I mean, it looks like they're going to Fillory to try to take back Fillory to me. Now, I don't know if it's just going to be Elliot and Margot or if Penny, Katie, and Julia are going to be part of this or not. I, I, I just don't know. Well, if Ben and Josh were overthrown, does that mean Josh is dead? Right. What the heck? I, uh, <laughs> somebody tell me something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show. Now that the season's over, they can binge watch everything, catch up with you, and be thoroughly depressed. Yeah. Like the or rest be, of us. <laughs> or be like our other friend and be happy that Quentin's gone. I don't know. I, I'm i going to tell you, though, the fact that the very end of this was, once again, the suicide prevention line. Right. Sci-Fi has done such a good job with these issues and putting something up about it every time. Right. And honestly, like I told our friend Kim, that's what got me. Did right. I do something heroic or did I just succeed? And it's like, oh, right. That was hard. That was so hard. But obviously, we want you too. if you're listening and you, you know, have thought, go ahead and call that line because, you know, there, it gets better. Yes. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. You didn't just save their lives. You changed their lives as much as they changed yours. And until next time.